0: Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic Hits.
0: Now, the Foreign Affairs Minister, who has a trail worn out at this stage to the Roxas Committee, uh, is there again over the controversial champagne party. Now, of course, this is not unique. The same thing is happening in the UK at the moment with Boris Johnson, more or less. And the news follows weeks of controversy over the gathering of Depar- the Department of Foreign Affairs staff, and at the centre of it all this course Simon Coveney, who was also at the centre of Gate as well, held in the aftermath of Ireland's winning the seat on the UN Security Council. To join me and to give me a little bit more information on it and what his feelings on it is, Pater Tobin from Aintu, 2 uh, leader of Aintu. Two. Good afternoon to you, Pater. Good afternoon. Uh, Padder, I mean, look, you know, Simon seems to have a trail warrant to the Rockers Committee at this stage, you know. I mean, obviously he was there for Merriongate. He's now there again in relation to this party. He says he didn't attend the party at the, you know, the Ivy House but uh, because it was a strict lockdown in place at the time. But he did attend the office and people seemed to be working when he was there.
1: Yeah, this is a, a, an incredible situation. So the context of this is that this, Uh, party happened at a time when tens of thousands of ordinary people were being sanctioned uh, for COVID breaches. So I put in a parliamentary question uh, in June of last year, and that found out that over 40,000 people at that stage had been fined by the state for breaching uh, COVID regulations. We also know that people have been sent to jail Uh, For breaching the the COVID regulations, and a woman was sent to jail before Christmas for not wearing a mask. For example,
0: that's right. Yes, we
1: we know of a priest who was actually fined for saying mass uh, uh, during that period of time, Uh, and we also know that you know the restrictions were phenomenally draconian on families. Especially families who are burying their loved ones. So this would have
0: been the time where we would have had the E five and ten k rules, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Exa- exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. And people were 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 burying their, their 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 mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters uh, without the support of the community, uh, practically, you know, on their own, uh, uh, you know, during this uh, period of time. And also that you know businesses were were massively suffering. Um, you know, we know that tens of thousands of businesses have lost massive money. Businesses are going out of businesses, uh, even still at the moment, we have a, a, a ludicrous situation that we have a quasi-lockdown even today happening across the country. If you walk around towns and villages, you'll see pubs and restaurants closed uh, at the moment. So, you know, really draconian lockdown and restrictions, the longest in Europe, the most restrictive in Europe, and also the most costly in Europe. Um, our aim to have done research to find out that 41 billion euros have been spent by this state and um, you know Ameliorating supporting
0: because, businesses, etc., etc., exactly. payments, etc. But now they did put they put a picture up. Of course, this is how this all started. There was a picture yeah. of them all who they seemed to be all enjoying themselves, um, with their champagne, etc., etc. They're they're saying or their argument was it wasn't a planned event. Although the drink had to come from somewhere, so somebody did. You don't just arrive into work with a load of drink. So it clearly was planned to some extent. But I suppose me, Hall Martin, dismissed it two weeks ago and said, "Well, that'll be the end of the the, the end of it. We're not going to be talking any more about it." But I suppose in the way of what's happening in the UK with Boris Johnson now. You know, Simon Coveney obviously feels he needs to answer, answer questions to the director's committee.
1: Uh, this is an incredible situation. It shows the hypocrisy at the heart of the political establishment. First and foremost, that there's a two-tier society. One tier for the ordinary citizens of this country that have to obey the restrictions if not get fined or potentially go to jail. And another tier for the ruling class of this country that can have a champagne party in the, in, in the middle of it all. And at the same time that we have most of the media class and the political class you know, pointing the finger at Boris Johnson for doing roughly the same. You know, the department admitted that they broke the restrictions. The minister knew about the fact that they broke the restrictions, and he says he was there an hour and 40 minutes, or 100 minutes after um, the the photograph is taken. It's really hard to believe that you know by that stage, you know, the, the champagne bottles are back in the fridge and everybody is back at the computers working away. You know, it's you know, if the minister knew about it then he had a responsibility to make sure that people were sanctioned according to his own rules the rules of his own government mm-hmm. but as we as you have mentioned before the government don't abide by their own rules the rules are for other people and there's a pawn affair was another example of this, where the well, I suppose,
0: well, I suppose <laughs> the argument is they're playing it down, saying, "Look, this this was people who were at necessary work in the Department of Foreign Affairs. They had a little bit of a celebration because, of course, they had won the season the UN Security Council, and that somebody had just obviously ordered champagne, and that was an impromptu picture that happened to be taken. And to be fair, Powder across the country during the lockdowns." There were occasions when everybody would have bent the guidelines a little bit, maybe, and done something, maybe they they didn't adhere strictly to the guidelines. I'm on the
1: record in saying a dozen times, even on your own show, that much of the restrictions were OTT, were over the top, Uh, that didn't make sense, they were illogical. But I suppose the point of this is, if you have a government that's implementing the most draconian and the longest lockdown in the whole of Europe, and pointing the fingers at, at, at sections of society saying that they're a threat to people's health and well-being, while at the same time quaffing champagne at parties in departments. That's illogical. It's unfair. It's hip- hypocritical.
0: So, well, um, yeah, but what should come out of it? I mean, realistically, are we just wasting more taxpayers' money and more time, uh, you know, having another Eroctus committee, as we did for Mary Gates, which, no, which nothing really came out of it in the end anyway, apart from a load of soundbites for for uh, the media? So is it just another, you know, soundbite for the Oireachtas committee to listen to Simon Coveney telling us all, I didn't know about the party. I only arrived for a few minutes there. They all seemed like they are working. Sure, it's all grand. And there's a load of money being wasted today.
1: Well, the first and foremost thing is, if you don't have accountability, you don't have change. You cannot change the culture of a government or a country if nobody ever gets censored for the actions that they take. If you say to people, it doesn't matter what you you can do, you can flout any rules you want because you're a class of your own, you're better than us, well then, you know, nothing's going to change in this country. But if you bring about a new culture, if you reform the political class and you say, from now on, Politicians, civil servants have to abide by the same rules as everybody else, and if not, there will be censure. There will be sanction. People will well, lose did, their did, jobs. Did,
0: did Leo Racker say that you know they had no authority over civil servants, which sort of surprises oh, me, mind you? That was the same comment that I was almost fell off my seat the other night on the late watching the late late show when Ryan Tuberty asked uh, me Hall Martin in relation to the eight o'clock closing and the curfew, so to speak, on the hospitality industry and when it was going to be uh, you know lifted and he said i don't have the authority to answer that question that's up to neff and I, i'm paraphrasing but what i, I sat there in aghast that the leader of the country on a national television by the most popular national television program of the country says he doesn't have any authority and th- that to me blew me away
1: but listen Niall, it's and this is what's happened for the last Two years, the the government of this country has literally outsourced the power to Nefit. Nefit are the most powerful organisation in the country. I, I as a TD, have had to ask journalists to ask Nefit questions in relation to the logic behind their restrictions, and the idea that a person who is an elected member uh, of the Dáil, you know, elected from the people, is not allowed question a person who is unelected in making these decisions is absolutely wrong. It's at the heart of the crisis that's happening in this country. Um, you know, and, you know, I've seen the government make decisions amongst the, uh, in, the in their cabinet on the basis of never telling them what to do and then driving to RTE and announcing those decisions while TDs such as ourselves have had to watch that on the televisions. It's absolutely wrong. Needs okay, to- so
0: should, should people lose their jobs?
1: People should lose their jobs if they broke the restrictions. People should be fined if they broke the restrictions. You know, what happens to Mary and Joe on the street, uh, of the average town in this country should no, be no difference than what happens in the department or in the government. And,
0: and is the minister ul- ultimately responsible for his own the, staff? The
1: minister is ultimately responsible. I don't believe that the minister didn't know that this was happening within his department. And if the minister didn't know this was, was happening in, in the department, he should have known. And as soon as he did know, he should have applied the rules. He didn't apply the rules. They thought they were going to get away with it. And it's only because opposition CDs such as ourselves are kicking up about this hypocrisy that now they're starting to say we should have an investment. Investigation into this. Only two or three di- 18 months after the event it took for, the, for Simon Coveney the deputy leader of Fine Gael to decide to have a, a, an investigation on this. While at the same time all of them were laughing at what they called the the, the the crisis that was happening in Britain, while well, we had a mirror image well, I think of the, that's the only reason that here. we're
0: talking about it, because as I mentioned already, when when asked two weeks ago, Mihal Martin uh, was asked in a press conference in Probstew, he answered that we they wouldn't be doing anything more about it. Uh, it's only because of what's happening with Boris Johnson um, that we're actually talking about it.
1: Fianna Fail have ceded uh, government to Fine Gael in, in many ways, and if if you look at you know situations like the Sapone affair or even like the and the tarnished giving confidential reports to a friend in relation to a doctor's a contract you know fianna fáil have never stood up to Fine gael in relation to what's happening and and, and it's in, in many of the ways it's, it's one of the reasons why fianna falls vote is, is is so low at the moment that martin is simply doing his best to stay in position for another 12 months okay. and they're not standing up for what's right in, in this situation. Finally,
0: Paddle, just before you go, um, uh, I'm sorry to catch you off guard on this one, but Ibeck have suggesting taxing child benefit. Now, they haven't put a threshold, but the threshold in the UK is 51,000 sterling, which is about 70 grand euro. Um, would you agree with the taxation if indeed the money was ring-fenced and used for child support services? Would you, would you agree for that, with that?
1: Yeah, we, we, we would agree with that because it doesn't make sense that people who are earning millions of euros uh, on an annual basis, the Michael O'Leary's of this world, uh, have... Uh, you know, are, are but well, he to did get, offer
0: to give it back at one stage. And, yeah. and
1: that, that made sense, like, but it doesn't make sense that people on really high incomes in this country are getting money from the states, money that's designed to help people on low and middle incomes to try and survive. They don't need the money. The money is being wasted uh, in, in that spending and should be going towards childcare. We have a crisis in the childcare sector already. Ireland spends a fraction of what other countries in Europe spend. And as a result, people are paying equivalents to mortgages. Uh, People on low and middle income. A lot of people
0: do rely on that money. And you could argue that, okay, 70,000 sounds like a lot of money. But in today's society, when you've got increasing bills and increasing costs and mortgage costs and everything else, for a lot of people, that hundred and forty quid a month, you know, goes into maybe the kitty to bring the kid away in holidays during the summer, and I and I do get that. He's, you know, I mean, so what would you set the figure at?
1: I, I personally, I would set the figure at a, a hundred thousand euros coming into a household in relation to it. Um, I think that's, um you know, a, a Com- pers- so that's
0: combined, a hundred thousand combined. Yeah,
1: a, a family get that, that's earning a hundred thousand euros. Uh, shouldn't be getting child support at the moment. Uh, You believe
0: shouldn't be getting it or should be taxed on it? I I, I,
1: I believe should be taxed first and foremost, but in the long term, and the difficulty here uh, arises, if you start to take people out of certain payments, it can cost more to actually carry out the administration of taking them out of that payment. And what I would look for the government to do is to find out, is it feasible to do that? If it isn't feasible to do that, it should be just on the basis of, of taxation. Well, I mean,
0: it's, e- it's easy enough to administrate. to do it in the UK. It's quite simple. All you do is declare it as income. And then it, and then it becomes taxable after a certain, peri- certain point. but
1: well, you've you got to understand that the average wage in the state is about €40,000. So you've got mothers and fathers currently who are trying to pay rents of, you know, up to two grand That's a why I'm
0: surprised you're putting it at 100,000, pattern. For a, for a joint well, income or well, for a combined to be, income. To be
1: taxed at that stage. So that mm. means that as tax is not completely wiped out, they, they will still be getting up to uh, 50% of that income
0: mm. uh,
1: into the household at that level. But people who are earning 40,000, 50,000 euros a year who are struggling with, with mortgages, struggling with rent, it doesn't make sense that they have to pay another mortgage for their child care uh, to be able to go to work. And we need to make sure that the state gives money to those who need it and those who, and those who don't shouldn't get it or should be taxed on that
0: basis. Okay. Listen, so thank you very much indeed, Pat Toby. Thank you. Uh, Leader of 2 thanks for joining us. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic hits.